Well, hello and welcome to this episode of our Pastors Talk. My name is Sean Walker. I serve as Associate Pastor at Highlands Baptist Church in Centennial, Colorado, and I'm here with... Steve Hafler. I serve as the Lead Pastor at Highlands. And we also have the joy of being with... Robert Alleman. Robert Alleman is one of our key teachers here at Highlands with our equipping electives, and he also serves faithfully on our music team. There have been many losses that have been experienced in this time of pandemic, lots of changes in schedule, travel plans being uh, altered or canceled, sports being canceled, graduations, and so forth. So a lot of losses that our families have worked through, but not only losses. It sounds like there are some unexpected benefits that our families have been discovering through this time as well. And so we'd like to get some of your uh, input on some of these unexpected blessings and how we've seen them affect the rhythms of our lives. Robert? Well, it seems like time is something that we've all gotten a hold of. We've gotten a lot more of it. Now the question becomes, how are we actually going to use that time? How do we shape it? I know I've found in my own life time to do some things I maybe hadn't had time or taken time to do before because other things were crowding it out. I think about books that I've been able to read spending a little more time in the Word of God and, and really, really meditating on Scripture more than just getting in that daily Bible reading, but actually having some time to think through what I'm reading. Relationally, obviously, time is a great uh, benefit when it comes to our relationships. Our, our kids are grown and out of the house, and yet, you know, I found myself being able to take a little more time to really focus on well, what would it like to have a three-year-old again in the house? Or what are the challenges of, of a young man moving from elementary towards junior high and, and being able to really pray for our families in that way? So, you know, I, I see time as being one of the great blessings that we have, but it's now one of those blessings that we've got to take and shape and really use in a way that is, um, that is a good steward of the time that we've been given. Steve, are there any additional benefits that come to mind? Yeah, I think with the exception of those whose schedules have gotten busier with the virus, medical, frontline, the majority of people's schedules, like Robert has said, have slowed down. And I think the gift in that is we're able now to see what what is really essential in our life. We minister, we live, we serve in a busy culture. And busyness is not the same thing as godliness. And here we, we've been given an opportunity with, I think with clear eyes to evaluate that which is necessary and that which isn't. So there are a lot of benefits. I've heard more than one parent say they're so thankful that they're not driving their children around to all the different sporting events. And I think what they're realizing is they could have made this decision earlier on. It was in their power to do so. And now that it wasn't an option, they're realizing what that's gifted them back by way of time together. I'm hearing things like, my children are rested again. And I think another benefit, though it's going to sound negative, is husbands and wives are getting an accurate view of what their relationship is really like, where busyness hid that. Now they're home a lot more, which is a gift, but it's also difficult because they're realizing how that relationship has eroded and now what kind of work they have to put into it. Steve, that's a great point. I think that this has given us a time to evaluate our routines. We, when do we ever really look at our routines mm -hmm. and evaluate what we're doing? Routines are great. Habits are great because, you know, they keep us moving. We don't have to think about everything all the time that we're doing. And yet, if we're not careful, those routines 
we never look at them. We need to evaluate them. And now's been a good time, I think, to evaluate routines. When would we have ever seen which ones are necessary and which ones aren't if we hadn't had a time like this? How would you counsel families as they consider, you know, in a month or two, if things do, you know, sports do come back up, how are families to consider what they do? I mean, are they thinking no sports or thinking a little bit of sports? How are families supposed to counsel and figure out to what degree? I believe there's great advantage to sports. My children play sports. We encourage that. We champion that. This time period has allowed us to step back and realize that even good things can become bad and detrimental. Too much of a good thing can hazard and hurt a family and a child. And so my exhortation would be, you've been given this blank slate now. Now be very selective and careful what you add back. Don't just hit reset default to where where you were two months ago. You have an opportunity now to be selective as to what is best for your child and not just be drug along with the undertow of society or what everybody else is doing. What are the gains you've seen in your children's heart, in their mind, in your own family rhythms, in your dinner times, in the rest? You want to protect those, and and it's going to be challenging. It's going to demand some discipline to move into that and not just default back to where you left off. Robert, you talked about how this experience of additional time has been a blessing, and you described some of the behaviors that that you've incorporated into your life since then. Could you give some specific examples of how to maximize this found time? The reason I'm asking is we live in a society that just is very busy all the time, so we don't really have, we don't really know how to live with quiet time or reflection. Hmm. Could you give us just a little snapshot of what that looks like? It's not easy because we're used to going at 100 miles an hour. And so it, it actually feels a little bit odd to now have time to sit down and think. And it feels like I need to fill that time with something. I think we have to resist that temptation. I think that's something that our society has taught us. We've, we've become accustomed to it. And now I think we are going to have to go through that process of really kind of developing a new habit. I remember when you develop a habit, it feels odd at first when you're doing it. You're not skilled at it. You're not accustomed to it. What I have found is that if you will give yourself to even quietness, it's a habit that can be learned. It's a skill that can be developed. I know I, what I've done is in the evening, early part of the evening after, after we've had dinner, I'm taking uh, 30 minutes or so to kind of close myself off a little bit in my favorite room, my library room, and uh, just take a few minutes to say tonight, I want to think about this family, our oldest boy, his wife, and their two children. And I really want to stop and try to put myself in their shoes again from the experiences I can remember. And then in that time with a time of prayer in my own heart for them, that that Lord would, would do a work there. But you know, it does, it takes time. That's a skill that has to be developed. It feels a little bit awkward at first, but I think it's of tremendous value if we would discipline ourselves in that way. Steve, you had mentioned how husbands and wives during this time may be finding out some difficult truths about the condition of their relationship. What counsel would you give to families and how to use this time to really pursue healthier relationships, not just for our own enjoyment, but so we can, as a church family, better display God's glory. I think some of the greatest gains that could be made are relational. 
you always want to start in the home. For some dads, they've just been so busy. Dads have have an incredible opportunity now to spend life with a son who may not even initially be comfortable spending time with dad because he hasn't seen him much. And I would say to that dad, force yourself in the stillness, not to replace busyness with another kind of busyness now in the home, but actually enter into a different rhythm, which is which is maybe initially going to feel like it's a waste of time and your own heart's going to be restless, but it's the best thing you can do is pour into your child, son, or daughter, wife, and, and what that's going to look like is time together. Uh, so some dads are going to just have to go out and buy a baseball and a mitt. Uh, it might look like buying a fishing rod and taking your daughter out fishing, even if it's not trophy fish. It's that time together. Those are just some of the simple ways to show value to the ones that are under our care and in our home. I'm just talking the basics of spending life together and investing in your children. So, Steve, in summary, it sounds like you're encouraging families to show interest in one another at a relational level. Correct. Even even at dinner time right now, we're slower to get up from the table. We had one night where we looked at old family photos and the stories that just came from looking at old photos from when we lived in Africa and the laughs. You know, those kinds of easy, simple things. Just talking about the disappointments. You know, what what has been disappointing to my senior son who his whole senior year has basically been turned upside down, and listening to that attentively and giving responses. Robert, if you could maybe take that same question and just give some counsel for empty nesters, or as you can think of, even some of our singles who don't have the distractions and the busyness of family members nearby them that they can lean into directly, what counsel would you give to those segments of our church family? I think what we found is that we have more time to really be involved in the lives of other people. We don't have family directly in the home. So some of the things Steve talks about are things that, you know, we we have a real desire for. We would love to have those uh, opportunities again, but they're they're past. Um, But what we do know we have is the opportunity to take opportunities to speak into the lives of other people. Mm. We have found the opportunity to text with, be on the phone with, Uh, some of our church family has meant a lot to us. And what I'm really thankful for is that those church family members have taken us in from that standpoint. Uh, A phone call with a younger couple, a phone call with, you know, maybe some of our older members. I think what we've tried to do is focus on being able to be involved in the lives of people because really that's what it's about. And yet there's plenty of opportunity to do it. And so I think that's something we found to be really rewarding uh, during this time. Robert, what I hear you saying is really an invitation to believe what Jesus says, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. So maybe one of the best strategies for us to fight against loneliness is to take the initiative on blessing others. I think we each have opportunities to relate, whether that's with neighbors. I've heard stories about people getting to know their neighbors for the first time, even though they've lived there for years. People seem to be out more. I'm talking to my girls in our backyard, and I hear somebody tapping on the back fence, and I look over, and it's a neighbor that I rarely talk to. And he said, nothing's wrong. I just wanted to talk. And so we walked over, and we visited over the fence. We have an incredible opportunity now because people desire that relationship. Well, then maybe to wrap things up, so far we've heard some great practical advice, uh, good counsel, good encouragements, but you know, we all know that what really changes us 
is the power of God's Word transforming us from the inside out. Is there a particular passage of Scripture that would be encouraging to this church family to inspire us to move forward in faith, to not squander the unexpected blessings that God is giving us in this time? Jesus, when he prayed to the Father in John seventeen seventeen, said, Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. And Colossians three sixteen to me, really helps guide us during this time uh, to be an incredible gain if we let it, and that is letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And my exhortation would be read large portions of Scripture in a single setting. Read the entire life of Gideon or read a gospel in a single setting and give God's word a rich dwelling place because nothing will have an effect like God's spirit working through his word. Robert? Yeah, I've been really thinking about 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul ends that chapter with a real challenge for us to adjust our focus uh, because it's so easy for us to get our lives out of focus. And he just simply says um, several phrases out of that section. He talks about we don't lose heart, though our outward uh, self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day, which I think plays right in with what Steve is saying. If that's going to happen, we've got to be in that word and be taking in that word. But then he ends this in the 18th verse, and he just talks about the fact that we're not looking at the things that are seen, Mm. but we are looking at things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And how have we have we been impacted by the transients that's around us? Even some of the things that we thought most important to us, we've begun to see, wow, we can really do without some of those things, which then makes room for us to really do focus on the things that are eternal. And I think that's a that's the broader scope into which now we have to plug our lives. Mm-hmm. What are those eternal things? passage that comes to mind is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. It's just these short, kind of punchy exhortations. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think this is just a good kind of a step-by-step encouragement for Christians. If you're wondering what to do, rejoice, pray, and then give thanks. Robert, thank you for joining us and being part of this conversation. It's our prayer that the Lord would be pleased to use this to encourage us as a church family, and we look forward to gathering again next time.